Hello, and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. From YCT Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. So this week, we're talking about Parshat Yitro in the book of Exodus. And our theme today is caring for our leaders. And I think we both talked about this before, that Yitro has a special place in our hearts as a favorite biblical portion. There's such a touching story here of love and of tenderness that opens up in the middle of the exodus from Egypt where Moses, the leader, who is kind of a changeling child who has been brought up a Hebrew baby in the house of Pharaoh, banished to Midian, not really sure who he is, develops this intense attachment with his father-in-law, Yitro, a man of many names. And it's easy to see why. I mean, the uh, Torah portion begins by um, saying that Yitro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard everything that God had done for Moses and for Israel. And he heard that God had brought Israel out of Egypt. And then Yitro took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her off, and the two sons, and he came in to the desert to see Moses and reunite him with his family. So Yitro, who is, after all, the father of Moses' wife, also understands how important it is that Moses, the leader, is cared for on a personal level. And reuniting the family, making that happen, is something that he takes very seriously. Yeah, so we seem to have a really interesting subplot here that hasn't been mentioned, and that is the fact that even though it's clear that Moses took his family when he went back to Egypt the first time, somehow they must have been sent back. And now Yitro is reuniting them. And it's kind of interesting to speculate on why the family must have been sent back. I mean, we had talked last time about how horrible it was in Egypt. And maybe Moses wanted to spare his family, or maybe he didn't want to feel the obligation that might be associated with having a wife and children. And, and Yitro understands that reuniting that family, that Moses actually experiencing that responsibility, experiencing both the warmth of family and the ties that bind and the personal urgency that comes with family is critical for his role as a leader. I think it's the first time that we're really seeing social support. Right. And we're really seeing a, a very big emphasis on the fact that having your family with you can be a comfort during a trying ordeal. And early on in the text, it's clear that Yitro himself is a tremendous personal comfort to Moses. Yes, and I really like the way that the text writes this. When Moses realizes that Yitro is here, he comes out to greet him. And this is in chapter 18, verse 7, and it says, And Yitro said to Moses, I'm your father-in-law, Yitro, and I've come to you and with your wife and your two sons here. And Moses went out to his father-in-law, and he bowed and he kissed him, and they asked each other how they were. 
and they came to the tent. Right. How often do we see people of high levels asking each other how they are? The sense of mutuality, of respect, of pausing to greet on a personal level. And, and you know what else is really interesting? I mean, in the first line of the Parsha, it says that the reason Yitro was there was because he had heard about everything that had happened. But here in verse 8, Moses tells his father-in-law everything that God had done to Pharaoh and to Egypt with regard to Israel, all the hardship they had found on the way and how God had rescued them. So even though it's clear that that Yitro knew, somehow t the retelling was so very important and cathartic for, for Moses. Moses. And Yitro understands that. So Yitro is kind of the greatest therapist of the book of Exodus. He understands <laughs> that it's the telling of the story, that even though he knows information, that's different from the experience of somebody telling it. This happens in a pastoral setting all the time. It happens in a clinical setting where you may have biographical knowledge, you may have knowledge of a certain event that took place, but you still ask the patient or the congregant, whatever the case may be, to tell you what happened. And even when people have, when clinicians or rabbis or educators have received information, meaning, let's say, a student or a congregant or a patient has been seen by a clinic or by a school in the past, and there are notes, it's still important for that person to introduce him or herself and to go through the, the highlights of the story right then and there. And you know what else is really interesting? That the text emphasizes that Yitro was saying, Moses, I'm your father-in-law. Well, Moses knows that. Right. And Yitro knows that Moses knows that. But it's part of also reassuring someone, I'm your family, I'm really there for you. And Yitro has many roles, and Yitro fits into, he has many names, Reul, Chovab, he's referred to as the priest of Midian, the Kohen Midian, certainly the name Yitro. He has a kind of a mythic figure that really fits into annals of mythology, I think across all traditions. He's kind of like a wizard or a seer, certainly a great therapist, a fairy godfather maybe. And he's also a brilliant administrator because in this moving of a little bit further along in the text, in 1813, Moses takes a look. Uh, oh, sorry. In 1813, Yitro, who's observing Moses' administration, sees immediately that the system is not working and is burdening Moses. He observes that, Mo that Moses is taking on the entire judicial system himself and that he is super burdened by it. And Yitro says to his son-in-law Moses in verse 18, 17, the thing you're doing isn't good. You'll be worn out, both you and this people who are with you, because the thing is too heavy for you. You won't be able to do it yourself. And what's very striking about the way the text puts this is using the words not good, low tov, because that brings us back to the very beginning of the Bible in the book of Genesis, when the days of creation are pronounced good, and one thing is pronounced not good. Yes, what's not good 
is for man to be alone. And that is, of course, the one thing that God saw that led to the creation of Eve for Adam. So here, again, what's not good is for Moses to try to lead the entire Jewish people without having any advice or counsel or social support. What I think is also really interesting about this is that before Yitro advises, he watches. That's a very important part of giving good advice. He doesn't um, immediately tell Moses how to run his show. He watches as Moses really tries to um, speak with every single person who comes for his counsel. He's really the only person that the entire nation goes to when they have a dispute or when they have a question. Right, and this is certainly not going to work, and it's the best advice that we can give to rabbis or to leaders of any sort. And I say this to our students at YCT, when you arrive in a new place, one of the first things you want to do, and it's not a thing, it's a, what, when you arrive in a new location, what you want to do is not change anything right away. You want to stay there and observe the system. You want to get to know who the main people are, what the interactions are, what the culture of a community, a synagogue, a school, an institution is. So we really have a great role model here. We have somebody that knows that a good leader needs to be among his family, that a good leader needs the opportunity to talk to tell his version of the events, even if they're well known, that a leader will appreciate advice, but not early advice, not too early, after somebody has a really, really um, good chance to look at what some of the issues are. But really, one of the best things about Etro we can see in verse 27 of chapter 18, and it says that Moses let his father-in-law go and he went to his land. So the most important part of mentorship really is being able to let go after you've had a really good idea to help someone. And so this is the nature of an intervention, that you stay, you diagnose a problem, you help out, and then you leave and you let, and you let people carry forward. Right, and you hope that that person has been able to internalize what they've gleaned from the relationship. And I think we actually see that in our text because certainly one of the highlights of this portion is in verse 20, uh, verses 1 through 14, when a very famous part of the whole book of Exodus and certainly the Bible in general, when we get the Ten Commandments. And it doesn't seem to be an accident in the text that this can only happen once the leader has been cultivated and established in the way that Yitro does it. Thanks for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. This podcast is brought to you by Shivat Chobavei Torah. To learn more, visit yctorah.org.